Come on in, guys. Welcome into a special episode of Talking Llama, something we've teased before, much anticipated, at least by me, International Survivor. Chris and I covered one season of Australia, uh, Blood versus Water, uh, but Jared has not watched any. That has now changed. He finally gave in to my incessant nagging to get on the on the hype train for the Aussies, and he took down the first season slash the third season, depending on who you ask. Um, the 2016 season, the first of the reboot. Um, Jared, what, what prompted it? What, how did we uh, get so lucky here? Um, well, your your fortune was my misfortune. Um, I had, well, I was sick for like an entire week, pretty much. Just like had no energy or anything. Didn't feel like doing anything. Didn't really work. Um, I was like, you know what? I remembered what I'm supposed to be watching (laughs) and I was doing like five episodes a day, maybe more. I don't know. It was, uh, it was a lot of time with the cast of Australian survivor. So, um, that's how it all kind of came to be, but, uh, you know, I'm a man of my word, just like Lee. And, uh, (laughs) I, if I say I'm going to watch something, then I'm going to watch it, even if it takes forever. I love that. I love that. And this was actually, so season one, 2016, when I started watching, I so I jumped in right after Winners at War ended, when we knew Survivor was going on a break, at least for some unknown period of time at the time. Um, I actually started with season two, 2017 season. I th- I wish I could remember why I thought that. Um, cause it was a poor decision. So well, I went maybe back. you heard it was way better. I did, but then I finished with the worst of the, at that time, five seasons. And then I had, when all stars comes around, I had missed all these people's first seasons. So I didn't know, I didn't have, you know, their origin story, if you will. Um, and I saw you, you see season one, I'm going to call it season one because it is but in the the lore i suppose they they rebooted it about 15 years later after they'd aired two seasons but just kept calling it season three so usually for the first two seasons you'll just hear people call it by the year 2016 2017 and then they get into names with the seasons that's usually what you hear at that point um so 2016 is basically the first season Jonathan LaPaglia, LaPaglia, JLP, Mr. Biceps himself. He's, he gets bigger, Jared. It's awesome. Uh, physically or like in... his, his arms just get, just get huge. Hmm. Okay. And he wears so, nice skin tight t-shirts really, really shows off the biceps. Okay. So we have a, a lot in common is what you're saying. Me and him. <laughs> that, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Okay. And so what we're going to do here. I'm mostly going to let Jared just run the show here because he kind of started it. And then, like you said, he just ran through it. So I didn't really have a chance to rewatch the season. I did watch a four hour recap on 2x speed. So I have all the info that I need, every single piece for sure. Won't forget anything going forward, though. And we'll probably discuss this at the end on what our plan or quote unquote plan will be to do the rest of the seasons. I'm hoping to watch or rewatch, I suppose, the rest of the seasons more or less with Jared. You know, when he gets on a tear, he might crush through a third of the season before he even tells me he's, he's watched it. So we'll see where we can keep up with. But by the time we discuss it or at certain points, I'll, I'll have seen the episodes because I really want to rewatch season two. I love the cast so much. That's all I'm going to try to say. I won't try to spoil too much about anything going forward. 
Um, Jared, where do you want to start? Overall thoughts on the season, on the setup, better, worse parts than U.S. Survivor. What do you, what do you want to do? It's just a lot of pressure. Yeah, I um, I guess I can give my uh, given my overall thoughts doesn't feel like a great place to start, but I there's a lot. I mean, there's so much content that like maybe that's best. So, well, I guess how, how about this? So, with next season on U.S. Survivor, we're gonna get some longer episodes, and this was your first experience with that outside of the occasional double merge episode of the premiere or the finale. This was every episode was probably minimum 50 minutes of airtime, max probably hour and a half or so. How, how did you think of that, especially with 24 episodes, 25 episodes maybe? I will say like episode by episode, just like I, I like the longer, the longer time. Like I, I feel like I'm not left missing anything when an episode ends so that would be the plus when you stack these on top of each other like 26 episodes or whatever i just watched and they're all at like an average of i don't know an hour and five minutes like i i was feeling it by the end i was like man i am so sick of most of these people and like it could be because it just wasn't a great cast and I powered through a full, like an entire day's worth of content. Like if I just woke up and for 24 straight hours, watch survivor, that's probably less than what I consumed here. <laughs> and yeah, it's wild. Think about how much, how much there is. Yeah. So it, that, that part was not as good. I would say the, the binge watch is much tougher with the longer episodes. Um, but like if I'm only watching one or two at a time and it's on my own time frame, then I I think it would be definitely better than the standard length 42 minutes that we get now. Yeah. And usually or when they air it live, they air multiple episodes per week. So depending on the week, they might start like on a Sunday and do two episodes or end on a Sunday and do two episodes, but it's usually three episodes per week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, which is still a crap ton of Survivor. Oh, that's for a, it? For a single week. But I mean, you got 24 episodes. You got to gotta fit it in somehow. But yeah, it's I can see how a binge method. Now, I didn't really feel it that way. Um, but so when it was on, it was obviously during the height of COVID and everything was just weird. It's so like I was working fewer hours. So rather than getting home at like five 30 or six, I get home at like three. And so rather than being doing anything productive, I just watched two and a half hours of Australian survivor basically every day minimum yeah. um, in time that I wouldn't have otherwise had. No, I probably still would have just binged right through, but you know, at, at that point when everything was really weird, what else are you, what are you, you going to do with your time? Why not just binge uh, something new? Yeah. Yep. So, but I but I can see how a full on binge would be over or could be overwhelming, especially if you're not enamored with it. And I think that's my big takeaway with this with this season is that you can see kind of the the pieces of a show that that could and does that could be good and does get good, but it feels like a first season. Like like I said, the the cast. I think personally, this is the weakest cast of. Now eight iterations, I think, of the reboot. Um, JLP is at his worst as a host. Um, the setup, everything is just at at kind of the base level. And it's fine for a first season, um, but everything is kind of at its worst here. I think in basically every respect, big picture at least. There are some moments that you'll get to eventually that I just cannot wait to get your reaction on and some of those are game specific some of like season or player specific and some of them are kind of general format um but overall this season is just you can tell it's the show working the kinks out yeah um i i know for sure well like the 
this will start getting more specific. The whole, like the whole format of the season was pretty much just like torpedoed at the team selection. <laughs> so like, I, yeah, that, uh, that was tough after that happened. Um, and it's like, what do you do with this? Like, you just have one tribe that's going to steamroll the other one. And yeah, that that did get some some extra airtime in the recap I watched. And it showed it showed Craig uh, stand out on the cast um, talking about are they bigger than us? Strong us? Sure. Are they going to win every challenge? I don't think so. And then they just won every challenge anyway. I, I mean, it was every challenge, right? It it. I don't remember if it was every reward challenge too. I think it sure was every. Minute, I mean, I think it was everything. I think it was every challenge. I don't think, I don't think the tribe of losers ever <laughs> won a single thing. So, and do you remember how many votes that went for? It was it was two nine person tribes. So, I think it was like at least six or seven. Votes. Two nine-person tribes, and that's not the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, well, and that's like maybe a, another way to look at kind of how disappointing it was. It's like, yeah, we usually start with nine people on two different tribes. And like, just imagine if the entire first half of the season was just like all one tribe getting voted out. And yeah. That, what what did you think um, in terms of, and I feel like this first one is going to be just kind of haphazard, just kind of all all over the board here. What did you think of the bigger cast in terms of knowing the characters? You have the longer episodes and more episodes, but just, I mean, you have, what, six more people to keep track of on, on the tribes in terms of knowing who was who and how alliances or friendships, relationships are working. Did that feel any different than in like a typical U.S. season? Not not too bad. I mean, like with that many people, you'd think that there'd just be so many you would have no recollection of. But like I'm I'm looking through this boot order and like I, f- I feel like I at least have a thing or two to say about everyone. So I, I think, you know, they did well using their time uh, even to give you an idea of who some of these first boots were before they left. Spe- speaking of first boot. Dennis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, man, what a he's a definitely a, a different type of player. He's an all-time character. Dez is one of my favorites, even though he only lasted one vote. Um, he's he's incredible. So much just entertainment. He he's as as far as like favorite first boots go, he's at or near the top. Yeah, it's not gonna get much better than that. I mean, our our girl Reem, uh, but we got to see more of her too. So um yeah, that was Oh gosh. If I get into like all of these people, it's just going to take forever. But um, just to make sure I'm remembering this right. I mean, he pretty much just like didn't do anything. Right. And yeah, then, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not gonna do anything. That's not me. Yeah. And then he realized that like he was on the chopping block and he started helping. <laughs> and he like knew everything. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So uh, that was okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm, a uh, first boot, yeah. Well, it was a memorable person to boot, but at least you know I'm a little bit removed from watching this, and I I still know what happened here. So I think that's another sign they did something right. Yeah. How long ago? I can't remember. Did you finish the season? Probably about a month. Oh, it's um, been that long. Yeah. I <laughs> I watched it so fast. Um. Yeah, because like probably the day I texted you for information to how to get access to it, it was like a week after that that I finished it. Yikes. Good for you. That's impressive. Yeah. And yeah, there's some confusion um for the people who aren't on only Matt and my text chain. 
um, that I I may have never finished the season when I actually did finish the season several weeks ago. Yeah. Wait, what? You may well. Have, I think I was looking at the text to try to figure out when you started it, and I missed something. No, it was. Uh, I'm just. I was. You know, catching the listeners up since uh, they are not in just you and me's personal text messages. Um, but yeah, like I think you were asking, you were asking about like, oh yeah, because I said, can we do the recap for the first season? And you're like, oh, you finished it? And in my head, I was like, I finished it like three weeks ago. But I think I had texted you during the finale. Oh, and, or yes. Like... So, yes, what was happening? Yeah, you texted me and Chris some thoughts on the final four or five. And yep. then I didn't, then we didn't hear from you. Yep. And I was like, oh, he probably got distracted with something. And then, yeah, so this was July 14th. You get, you said, gave some brief thoughts on the final five. And then, um, Sunday of this week. Wait, no. That's when we started talking about. Oh, you were just over and we were talking about it. That's this was like a week ago. You were over at our apartment just asking about when we could record the the recap. And I was like, oh, you're done. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So probably Yeah, like four weeks. Okay. Um well you're known for your memory. Everyone knows this. So Yeah. Known for my memory and and deep bowling line. Exactly. What is it? What does a deep bowling line mean? Um, ask ask Chris Kuna. But you're the bowler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'd be like means, asking um, Chris a tennis question. Be like, ah, oh, just ask Jared. Well, hey, if it's the only thing I know about tennis, then uh, I might be a good source. No, no, I won't. I won't bore the the people with bowling knowledge. But, um, yeah. Uh, I forgot what we're talking about now. Um, talking about Des and episodes, and we'll just jump into something next. Um, early, just, I'll, I'll just kind of go as I remember things, and then we'll just kind of let the conversation flow. What did you think? Because this is one of the big moments or signature moments, I suppose, of Nick's fake poem for the idol clue. Uh, oh man, fake poem for the idol so they had like that what they what they call moral dilemmas that's a recurring theme in the show oh yeah with with the rice and you got the bigger bag of rice or the smaller bag and a clue to the idol and so he was going to tell them that he, that he got it that they got a clue but give them the wrong clue and make up a poem to it and it basically ended up being check the trees <laughs> basically what it came down to yeah well i like i remember more of the big picture thing about this and like I don't want to turn this into a, a Nick discussion because uh, at one point I had mentioned I was not a big fan of Nick and you were like, oh, no, this is we're, we're going to clash here. Um, but my memory of it was just like that he tried to, you know, like trick people into thinking that he did the right thing and play it off like he was playing the stand up game. And he got caught in this lie. And then like he didn't just double down on the lie, but like he started believing it <laughs> like that was that's what bothered me the most about it is like I get if you're like trying to cover up. But like like I feel like at his core, like there was a point where he just started believing that like he actually like didn't do anything that they should be suspicious of. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that was maybe more of like a saving face. It's like if it, now now he's deep, now he's, he's got to go into it. You know, as George Costanza says, it's not a lie if you believe it. And he's he's had to, he's had to go all in for it. Um, but yeah, that was Nick is I, I love Nick and spoiler part of it is he comes back at some point. Um, kind of figured. Yeah, so we'll we'll check back on on your Nick thoughts after you see him again. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Nick. Who else, who else stood out for you in the cast, either positive or negative or stood out with how much they didn't stand out. 
<laughs> the, the, the Amanda, one, there's, there's one the Amanda Kimmel I, Award. Um, well, there's one person because talking about the um, the bigger cast and getting to know characters. Um, mm-hmm. Barry. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this episode for the first time when he starts talking about how he's not going to join any alliances. I'm oh. trying to name out a hat. When he popped up, I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and not in the sense of like, oh, who do you think you are? Like, but like literally, who is this guy? I Does he like live there? I don't think they had <laughs> shown he hadn't spoken. I'm not even convinced they had shown him on screen outside of like challenges, maybe until that moment. So that is one of the drawbacks to to Russian Survivor. And one of the common complaints is the editing with the characters is that a few people tend to dominate the the, the airtime. And there are some like Barry that just get pushed to the background and just you don't know anything about them. I personally maybe and I think it's because I typically very much like and enjoy most of the of the players who get a lot of the airtime. So I don't find as much of a problem with it. But but there are people who you know they get tired of this person's shtick or that person's attitude or whatever. Um so it is a fair complaint if you don't vibe with who's getting the time. Um but I but it is just kind of one of the one of the drawbacks to having so many people even with all this time they don't all get a fair shake. Um but who who stood out to you uh, for the cast that you want to speak on? Um, I'll just kind of I'll go down the boot list here if I see anyone. Um, I guess I'll comment. I mean, like probably. Well, for being third boot, Evan was uh, pretty memorable. Just like kind of a roller coaster ride. Like definitely was playing hard. Um, but just like to kind of burn too bright too fast. Um, the other one, so the one that was confusing to me was Pete, um, Pistol Pete, because everyone loved him and he just like didn't want to be there at all and he just quit. Well, did he quit or did he get voted out? He he quit. Now, I was going to ask you about this because I remember him quitting. And in the recap I watched, it didn't really cover too much about like the specifics. It seemed like, was he in danger of getting voted off? Or did he think he was in danger of getting voted off? So he just, so like the, the Wikipedia says he quit due to an illness, but I don't really remember that being the case. No, I I think like he was not really eating. Like he, he just wasn't hungry, wasn't eating, like physically was wearing down and his tribe wanted him to be there so bad. I think they actually voted someone off before him, even though it was obvious that like he was not going to last very long. So I think he kind of had to quit because like no one was going to vote him out. Oh yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah, that, I remember that being kind of an odd one. Um, let's see. Aside from that, um, Rowan. Uh, is that how you? I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was. He seemed to draw some criticism from a few people on the cast just for being like bossy or like a dick or whatever. But, um. I guess there's usually one or two of those every season. The I think the first one I I really started to dislike was Cat. Um because I think she was the one that Rowan was like kind of butting heads with the most on the tribe and uh let's see. I don't know if I want to share these notes cuz some of them are <laughs> a little a little mean. <laughs> This one's not too bad. It says mopey yet vindictive. That for so, yeah. Um so that that's yeah, not not horrible. Uh let's see. Keep going. Was was Craig the first like heartbreak or close to heartbreak? Oh Boop. gosh, it was devastating. It was devastating. Um Craig, Craig actually, yeah, the the one before him 
all of these people like I'm I'm remembering uh cuz Andrew was before him and Andrew just like went from not really being on air to like thinking that he's the greatest player of all time and just like being horrible to everyone. So I didn't actually know if that was a gimmick like that he was just doing for the show or if that was actually how he was, but um it was very like Ron from Edge of Extinction. It, yeah, it was it was a little weird. Um but yeah, Craig uh it was tough too because I think he got idled out um and he was like really the only person that I was invested in at all. Like I was just hoping that he would somehow find his way to the end. But yeah. Didn't work out super well. Um, really enjoyed watching Phoebe too. Um, she was after him, so like kind of a yeah. Phoebe played her idol, which which sent Craig home. Yeah, and and just like a very strong string of boots there, like where it's like oh no, like all the interesting people are <laughs> leaving now. Um, but yeah, she played really hard, and uh, I, you know, like maybe a, a little bit snakish but she was really really playing that, um she yeah. she she tends to be she's well liked anyway but specifically from like season 1 she tends to be one of the one of the players that people will will single out as someone that they enjoyed watching and was playing a good game yep definitely memorable so um, I mean, she did about the best she could with the hand she was dealt. It was just like a matter of time for most of these people. Um, yeah, Nick, we, we kind of went over him before he was memorable, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like I uh, trust me. I love the people that try hard. I love the people that are great for TV. It It's just like he got to the point where he just seemed like delusional and <laughs> I was I just couldn't I couldn't take it anymore like he was like trying to convince himself that he had like done the right thing too and just uh wasn't wasn't for me this season um Sue and her backwards uh ball toss at the challenge I don't know I mean she just had a lot of like challenge blunders and stuff but there was one in particular where she like threw something like underhand and it went backwards so <laughs> little war yeah. dog action uh better arm than war dog but <laughs> yeah it was it was still funny that was still so shocking to see war dog <laughs> yeah. someone who looks so athletic but has no concept of how to throw a ball incredible yeah. incre incredible reveal yep yep um Bring him back, please. Uh, yeah, then like just kind of the final five. I, none of these people are super memorable. Like uh, Matt was just like, I don't know. Like they seem to really focus on him, but I, I think it by the end, he was really the only one who gave anything interesting in confessionals. So yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I liked him, um, but but yeah, he was he's not a big enough character to like carry the end of a season. But the other when you had the other four of like I like Flick a lot too, but she's not really. I don't I don't remember her being like dynamic in the confessionals. Yeah, not and then really. L L Lee and Christy, like they're not, they're not giving you anything. Oh my gosh, um, yeah, so. Yeah, I guess I I agree with you on Matt. You pro I think you probably have a more positive opinion of him than I do. He just like kind of seemed a little whiny. Um, but what what else do we have here? Yeah, like that. That's probably one of the things that broke the wrong way too. Was that like all of the really intriguing personalities ended up on the worst challenge tribe of nine and. They were just gone so early and they just get picked off. Yeah, the last several episodes of the season just really dragged because they didn't have a lot to use personality wise from the people that were left. 
uh, yeah, with like the final, probably by like the final seven or something. Um, for sure, final five. I I wanted Flick and no one else. Like, she just uh, honestly bothered me the least out of everybody. Um, Speaking then, of that, because this yeah. this bugged me to no end when I watched it. Sam and his mateship. Mateship. What did you okay. think of of his just like view of the game of how? Like, if you're talking about, like, honorable player, like, that's that was him. That's what he tried to do to a T and, like, wouldn't see anything any other way. What did you think of, of his approach? There was... His- ugh, I I won't single out that approach, but there were so many that were, like... my As far as strategy goes and, like, gameplay goes, my main takeaway from the season was that there was so many times that an opportunity presented itself to a handful of these players to turn the game upside down and like really take charge on their own. And just no one took it. Like they all just stuck to what they knew. And that was another part that just made it really, really unwatchable towards the end of the season. So like that kind of just ties in with everyone. Um, But as far as like, yeah, just like <laughs> sticking to, I guess, like your alliances and just like being a stand up player. That's it's just the most boring game that you can play. But he has a web tattoo and his last name is Web, so it, it it's fine. Clever. Did you make that? Did you make that connection? No. Shocking. No, did not make it. Shocking. Um. um I've got some things to ask about, but do you want to talk about the the final three or final tribal first? You want to say that for like near the end? Um, I guess I'll save that for the end because I have I have some strong thoughts on just those three or those two in general. Okay, so let's start with this Survivor Auction, Jared. We've talked about bringing it back. In the U.S. version, and did you, and this was I'm sure a nice surprise. And the Aussie, I think they do it in every season, not every season, most, and it works. They don't need to eliminate it. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, it's weird, like watching all of the seasons now. And then going back and watching this, and I'm like, oh, they brought it back. Sweet. <laughs> but they didn't. Um, but yeah, it's just such a simple thing. Throw it in the game. Like It's a nice break from all the strategizing. You can see, like, honestly, you can see who the smart ones are, where they, like, get their money out early and just get some stuff. And don't sit there and wait and end up with nothing. Um, and I think probably the one that spent the most early money uh, was the one that ended up winning the season, if I'm not mistaken. So that might support my theory. I um, mean, it, if that's true, it's a 100% correlation. So, I mean, yeah. it's got it's got to be right with, with numbers like that. Yeah, it can't be higher. Exactly. True. It's how did you yeah. go? Um. So, yeah, I mean, just classic, good old-fashioned Survivor. Um, no reason not to include it. It's it's just a great time, always. Honestly, the more you see the Aussie auctions, the more frustrated you'll be that the U.S. does not bring it back because it just works. You just do it, and it's fun. It's it's going to be okay. Just Just bring it back in. You're not hurting anyone. No. This is maybe the big question I've got because it's it's the big it's maybe not the biggest, but one of the maybe the most notable thing that's different fundamentally to the U.S. game. And they have to do it based on how many people they cast and how many episodes they need to do the non-elimination votes. So you're, you're chewing on mute, but you're shaking your head. And that's the reaction I was I was thinking. So the first one, 
Nick gets voted out, but the twist is that he gets voted to the other tribe. Yeah. Which they didn't know until after they voted. I'm assuming I know your thoughts on this, but for the listeners listeners at home, what did you think? Brutal. Uh, we, well, yeah. We talk about it a lot. Just make sure I know the rules of the game. If I don't know the rules of the game, then how am I supposed to play the game? So, yeah, totally could change your decision about who you vote out if you know that that's what's happening. Um, and like, especially when like you're playing the whole thing, like someone is going home, it's not like, yeah, this vote's going to be a little different than, than the previous votes or like, it may not turn out how you think, but like, give them something. Cause that is just like a kick to the nuts. Do you want my full generalized thoughts on the, on the non limbs now? Or some at some to-be-determined point down the road. Uh, this, so this is a thing. This is a thing that has to happen based on the players they have, number of players, and number of episodes they need to get out. So yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, just I uh, probably now then. Okay. I've come around on it. One one piece of it for me is that. Yes, it's Survivor, but for Australian Survivor, they've done it from the beginning, so it's it's part of the game. So it makes it more palatable in that sense. And once players go into the game, you know, once this once the show gets a couple of seasons under its belt, the players know to expect it at some point. So even though not telling them sucks, they at least know that it's likely or for sure to pop up at some point. They, it's kind of in their head. But yes, when they don't tell the players ahead of time that it sucks, it's brutal. And I, with, without saying when or how, it's gotten better. I'll say that. It's gotten better. But when they do it poorly, it's going to be a low point in the season because it just kind of deflates the moment. Um, so I would say... Don't let it affect your overall view of the season or the show as a whole too much um, because it does get better. And I don't remember if you hear players. I think it's one of those things where they don't address it in the show. But in and again, you can't really say this is canon, but in some postgame interviews, I have heard players, I think of who it was, where they said, like this felt like the time where not a limb would happen, but even still, you kind of just have to plan as if it's a regular vote until you hear otherwise. So that part does kind of stink that, like you said, in a vote like this, they maybe wouldn't have voted Nick. Maybe they would have to get him out of there, but maybe they'd vote somebody else. So Nick is just an easy target next time um, or make a decision for any other number of reasons when the vote isn't going to be a regular vote. Um, but yeah, so just, Prepare yourself for some more frustrating moments in that specific regard, but they do improve on it over time. Yeah, okay. I. It's going to take some work, but hopefully I'll get there. Basically, at a minimum, anytime they tell the players before the votes are cast, it's at least fine. Yeah. And then there, I think there are a couple where even, even they don't, because part of it is what happens after. And how mu- and how much it like changes the game. Okay. So it's, it's it, yeah. I'll, I'll keep more specifically on everything, but yeah, it's it's not great. It is probably still my my least favorite part of the Australian version, but I am glad that they are addressing it and tweaking it to make it better. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, if if this is a thing that like players generally know is going to happen and they can hold in the back of their minds. Um, I can actually see there being like an added layer of strategy where it's like, yes, we think we're voting this person off, but it should also be someone that we would be okay going to the other tribe. Like, so 
I don't know. I still would prefer it's just not there, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. okay. That's, that's what I figured you would, you would say. Um, but yeah, can't wait to hear there, there, that specific part will bring up some great reactions. I wish I could watch some of those episodes with you, to be honest, just to see you honestly scream at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get an all caps text. Yes. I, I really hope so. Um, Loved ones. I love how they do the loved ones where rather than bringing the whole family or not the whole family, the family members of like the entire tribe out to the island, they just bring them out for those who are in the final immunity challenge to watch the challenge. And then who's ever in the final tribal council, they bring their family members back for that to see the votes read and all of that. How do you, what do you think of that? Yeah. Super intense. Like that is, uh, well, and plus when I saw what the final immunity challenge was, it's like, man, this is this is already heavy and now like they're adding to it. So um yeah, it's like you really have to earn them getting there. And it's like, yep, we know we are going to torture you. So <laughs> here here's at least someone that can support you. Honestly, I'm so glad you used the word torture because that's exactly what a, a lot of the final challenges are and it's awesome they you gotta want it like sure you know Simotion classic but that is that is nothing like what we saw here I'll take I think I'll take every Aussie final challenge over Simotion every single time okay good from what I remember at least the ones yeah. that I have in my head are are epic yeah, I mean, nothing like when I think of classic old school survivor, I don't know if like I'd say like food challenges. I remember those being like just a part of the old game that mm -hmm. that was super fun. Um, but like the brutal final immunity challenges were like. It, it just kind of makes the game like it's such a it's such a peak like at the end of the season to see people doing this like to get a shot at a million dollars and half million in this one yeah um but i mean just with all the seasons that they've done it on the u.s version and it, it's uh they they just need to keep it it's too important Yes, give that that just a nice willpower, like you said. How much do you want it for the last challenge? Yep. So that's good to hear. If there's going to be more of it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um. I mean, at least for me specifically, I think that's all I had. Although, what did you think of JLP as a host overall? He get he gets he gets really good, but I think it showed this that this was his first season. Yeah, yeah, he was like kind of short and matter of fact for a lot of the stuff. Um didn't seem like super personal or anything like that, just kind of like going in trying to run the show. Mm -hmm. Don't screw anything up. Uh but still he like him in this season made me realize just like how much we don't get from Jeff Probst anymore. And it's like he he will needle you at tribal like it is going to be uncomfortable. Almost. And, and maybe yeah. this comes almost too much, I think, at times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he gets a little too. Into the game and like be close to giving stuff away. Yeah, he, he reigns that in eventually, but. That was probably my biggest takeaway from that from this season is that he and again, it's his first time. So, like, give him a lot, you know, pretty long leash. And he did a, a great job for doing it. It's a weird job to do for your, for your first time. And I think he assailed himself pretty, pretty darn well. And then, like I said, he gets better. Yeah, I I mean, definitely like a passable uh, performance. Like I, I wasn't like that wasn't part of the show where I was just like, oh, well, like they got they got to do something with this guy. Yeah. 
one one thing, and I might have mentioned this over the episode before, is that with watching Australian Survivor and South Africa, is that it confirms that if and eventually when Probst does step down as host, that Survivor can continue without him. That as much as synonymous as Jeff Probst is with Survivor, he does not need to be involved as, as the host for it to continue and, and to and for it to be successful and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, quick tangent. Yes, always. Uh if you were to replace Jeff Probst, I'm sure you've thought about this. Like, give me like a top three for people that you would want to replace him. See, that's tough because I I wouldn't want JLP to leave Australia. I wouldn't want Nico to leave South Africa because then you have to replace those hosts. Because um, that's been like mentioned before. Some people have said, I don't know how serious they are, but oh, when Jeff retires, just bring over over the pack he lives in la anyway he's he's an actor or kind of an actor he was in an episode of sopranos um qualifies 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 and there i mean people talk about about former players but like tyson or boston rob but hosting a show is so different than just being a fun entertaining person yep I don't um, think I'd want either of them as a host. Yeah, I feel like people mention they mention Boston Rob because he's Boston Rob, and they mention Tyson because he's maybe as kind of entertaining and enjoyable, and as any character is to a lot of fans at least. And and he he wouldn't be afraid to kind of go old school probes, if you will, and you know needle people, hassle them. Um, I. I don't know that there is a former player that I would say, oh, that person would be great as a host. I think you should bring in bring in someone who has some hosting experience. I think there's one player that would be great as a host. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. You could do. There's like a few. I mean, there's like some charismatic, like kind of neutral personalities, um, like. Even just like I'll throw a random one out there, like Kara um, from David versus Goliath, like not who knows, like she she's a likable, neutral person you can put on there and like she knows the game. Um, but I that's not like specifically who I'm thinking of. Sure. Um, I don't I'm just going to say it. Uh, I think Rick Devins would be like the best oh. person to have host this show, hands down. Yeah, if you're gonna pick from uh, the pool of players, yeah, I think he'd be. Good. I think, I think there's one other person who I don't think, as much as I love this player, I don't think she would be a great long term replacement. But if they said. We just need someone like they they go in agreeing to this. I say, hey, if you, if you hit it off, we'll roll with it. But the intention is, just get us through this cycle. We're gonna hunt for a, for a host. You know, you'll you'll host the 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 fall the spring and the fall season. Ideally, the next spring, got somebody new. I think Andrea could do it. Like she has li- like actual TV experience. She could handle the pressure and the on the fly stuff of anything that comes up like rick you know being being a weatherman newscaster um i don't know if andrea has she's got a great personality as a person but i don't know if she has a great personality to be a host but i think if she was brought in to just bridge the gap i think she'd be just fine yeah but you're not gonna you're not gonna get any complaints from me about yeah (laughs) more andrea (laughs) true (laughs) um yeah i I'd be on board for that, but yeah, it's just like something who knows, like Jeff is probably going to be like 87 years old, still hosting his show. I mean, he's, he's, he's like Tom Cruise. Like the dude looks so young is in such good shape. And not that he's like this elderly senior citizen, but the man's in his sixties. Yep. I mean, he, I mean, 61, but it's in his sixties. He's 61 years old and he, and he's out there. I mean, I feel, I mean, he's got to stay in good shape. I feel like it's, not hard being out there, but it's 
you're still standing out in the blazing heat for hours on end for some of those challenges. You're dealing with some of the elements sometimes. So he's got to be in pretty good shape for, for that. But yeah, I mean, he'll be out there for a long time, it seems like, if he wants to be. Yep. It's uh, it's going the wrong direction, though. So my my mind has been wandering a bit, just um, kind of dream scenarios for who could take over. Yep. As as always, I'll I'll be more positive and say the the end of forty three, yeah, forty four, forty four, no, mm-hmm. is it? So who who? So is it, oh yeah, yep. Wow, that's how memorable these last few seasons have been. And I 40, I made that mistake during a recap of season forty four. <laughs> <laughs> so the end of forty four was strong. So we'll see what happens going into 45. Um, but back to the matter at hand, Aussie 2016. Final three of mm-hmm. Christy, Lee, and L. Yeah. Take it. Take it away. Who, who doesn't love it? Most Man, people. Have you thought of a better final three? Don't answer that. Uh yeah, it was it was ooh rough um it, i just found lee and l to be <laughs> such unlikable people on the show that like it was stressful just watching them like <sighs> kind of walk all over everyone, but like think they were doing it like honorably. Yeah, it it was. It was just really, really frustrating to watch, like especially Lee, Um, because sure, like Elle was playing to win, but like she never Elle never said. I'd rather play a game with dignity than win half a million dollars playing without it or something like that you know like as far as we're concerned l was there to win the game and like sure she was gonna weasel her way around to do whatever it took but lee was just so brutal like the the switch that flipped and this is like such a a thing with a top tier competitive athlete too is like when you realize like you have a shot to win, you are going to do whatever it takes to win. And like, you could see the competitiveness come out in him. Like he became so manipulative, like, and, and almost like a bully to make happen what he needed to happen. And he just thought that he was like being such a great guy doing all of it, like such a stand up guy doing all of it. And that's, one of those irritating things to watch on this show and in general is when someone thinks they're they're just this incredible gift to everyone else and like really they're just like all of us that's my rant fair enough so then of course the big moment lee steps down on hand on an idol to let christy take it Going into Final Tribal, well, I guess one, did you think Christy would keep her word and take Lee? And then two, before Lee had one of the worst final performances of all time and Christy had a great one, what did you think was going to happen in terms of results? Um, I was not surprised that she took him. They seem to have like this weird connection where he's like, an older brother or something mm-hmm. um, where she was just like very loyal to him. And I, yeah, I, that all kind of played out how it, it seemed like it would. Um, did I think Christy had a chance against him at final tribal? Probably like 30% maybe going in just like he seemed like he kind of had more connections um and i may have weighed those too heavily when it came to like jury decision but 
they I think they went in with open minds and um yeah, definitely like she she ran circles around him. At, I think this is uh, one of the cause we we talked about this before or have talked about this before. I think this is one of the times, one of the few times where minds were actually changed at Final Tribal. We've said a bunch before that usually most people in the jury probably go in knowing who they're going to vote for. So the winner, even if they don't, maybe they don't discuss their actual votes, the winner's basically decided. But this is one of those times where I think either people went in fully unconvinced or they went in assuming they're going to vote for Lee unless what ended up happening happens. Yeah. She, everything she said made sense. Like there was like logic to it and a story and that's all it takes. Yeah, if you can sell your story better, even if it doesn't accurately reflect what happened, which based on the show, I would argue it maybe didn't. But if you can sell your story better than the person sitting next to you, and then people have to vote right after that, it's going to yeah. often play in your favor. Well, I, I saved my thoughts on Christy, too, because um, I kind of view Ellen Lee in the same way. But she she is the one that I think of in my head as the person who had the most chances to make big moves and did nothing the entire game. Um, that was, that was a strategy that was, that was playing. It, it was a strategy as a viewer. It was really, really (laughs) disappointing though, when you're just waiting for something interesting to finally happen. And she just kind of sits there and makes it to the next one and makes it to the next one. And like, before you know it, like everyone's gone and it's just her and Lee who didn't really give anyone a reason to vote for him. He gave them plenty of reasons not to. <laughs> yeah. What What do you think? Like, I'm not, I'm not recalling like a ton of the specifics from, from his side at final tribal. What, well, like, in your of, mind, what sticks lot, with you? A lot of it is what you were saying is where he was going around saying he's playing this honorable game but then he absolutely was not. And it's one of those things where like, if, if that's what you're going to stick, that's what you're going to stick to as your gameplay, you have to go through with it. And then if you don't, you have nothing to stand on. And he, he went in. So just like self-assured yeah. and borderline cocky. I don't think he was, he went in intentionally being like, Oh, I've got this in the bag, but that's kind of how he came across. And I think lack of awareness. We've talked about awareness and self-awareness being maybe the most valuable skill and trait to have in Survivor. And it's on display right here. He had no idea how the entire jury was perceiving him. And it it bit him in the ass. It cost him the game. Yep. Yep. Um, it, it just, yeah, that was like the the last few episodes are the ones that are freshest in my head, obviously. So like, this is all stuff that is it, it, I guess it brings more emotion out of me to talk about like all of this end of game stuff. And, um, I feel like there should be more to say, but it, I mean, the result speaks for itself on what people thought of, him versus Christy. Yes. Who's the one person who did vote for him? Can I guess? I want to guess. I'm blanking. Here. Um, yeah, what do you think about it? I will look it up. It was, I, I think it was Sam. Oh, obvious. This should, this should have been the easiest thing ever. It was L. Really? Yeah, I guess. They kind of had that thing. Uh, did anything ever happen with that or no? I didn't care enough to look. Uh they did they they did date, I believe, a little bit after the show. So like yeah, and yeah, so that should have been clear that they were gonna that he she was gonna vote for him. Um they lasted for a couple of years, though, it looks like. 
Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of like, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of a different season. Did Jam Jam win unanimously or did he not get one of the votes? No, I think every Survivor new era has been not a unanimous vote, but an absolute wash. Um, not a wash, but a a walk a walk over. Yep, Danny voted for Heidi. Yeah, yep. That... Seven <laughs> seven one zero, which I believe has been every vote so far. Oh my gosh! In the brutal. new era, so bad, which is absurd. Good vote. Good vote. Let's see. Yep, all four have been seven one zero. Terrific. Well, any any last thoughts on Survivor Australian Survivor twenty sixteen? If it gets better from here, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like it will. Uh Chris was hyping me up on on the cast of season two. So Yep. Yep. And I'm I'm going to try not to I mean obviously I won't spoil specifics, but I'm going to try not to hype you up too much or prep too much on oh this season has one of the worst moments ever or this season has one of the best characters ever. Um but yes, 2017 season is beloved by fans. And for the most part 2016 is in the bottom two typically for for most people it's clearly my my bottom season of of the eight that there are i think it's eight 16 17 yeah i think it's eight um yeah it's just 10 they counted it as 10 with the two first ones yeah so this is easily my bottom seed um and for most people it's usually seven or eight okay all right well yeah i don't I don't really have uh, anything else. Have you been? I don't know how you would be with how much you're not like on social media at all. But have you been spoiled on anything on future seasons aside from like? I think you know Sandra comes back at some point to play. Like I, I told you that much. Yeah. But but in terms of like big moments or winners, do you know anything on that on that side uh, of things? Moments, I know nothing. Um, maybe if I saw a person on a cast, I would recognize them like for the reason that maybe I had seen that they won somewhere, but like, I don't even think that anyone's going to be, or like if I heard a name, you know, like maybe, maybe that would ring a bell where I would realize that they had maybe won but yeah, I I know pretty much nothing. Um. So, yeah, I, it should all be it should all be new to me. Sick, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a couple things spoiled for me. Part of it was my own fault. Because when I when I watched season two, the one you're about to start, they they basically recap the end of season one at the very beginning. Okay. It's like, oh, so there, there's the winner for that season that I haven't watched yet. So that was fun. And then their fifth season, All Stars, was ending at about the same time as Winners at War was. Um, and I followed someone on Instagram who was on one of the in between seasons before All Stars. And then that person posted at the All Stars, like on the All Star finale night with a picture of the winner saying congratulations to so-and-so for winning. I was like, Oh, well that's awesome. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. um, but yeah, so that's, that's gonna be awesome. Do you want to discuss our coverage plans now or wait till we're done with the actual, with the episode proper, uh, coverage plans as far as, um, like more Australia or yeah. Like I'm okay. assuming, at the very least, you'll w- will want to do a season episode. Yeah, um, but we yeah, could this... do we could do like a premiere or first three episodes or a merge check in or whenever you feel like it. Say, hey, this ridiculous thing just happened. Let's talk about it. 
we could we could do that. It's kind of leave it on you, and then if nothing else, do it at the end of the season. Okay. Um. Yeah, I kind of i I want to plan just on probably season recaps, and then more if necessary. Like if something happens that that you think, I'll I'll let you run it. Okay. So like if something happens where there's just a great stretch of episodes or a terrible non limb or this moment was incredible, something like that type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, well, the problem is, so this episode like that we're, we're recording right now, I feel like trying to wrap everything from, you know, 30 hours of content into like an hour of us talking about it is really hard. And plus like, we haven't done this in months now and I just, I feel like I'm all over the place with my thoughts on it. So maybe we'll like all have also third. watch the seasons okay. as well. That was a problem here is that I hadn't watched this season. Um, but yeah, if you want, if you want to do like merge and end of season at a minimum. Okay. Yeah. Let's, works. let's plan on that. And th- and that'll give me an idea of how quickly I need to watch. You know, roughly. Obviously, we're not going to keep up to exactly together, um, but that'll give us an idea of where we're going to be at. Okay. All right. So so plan on that, and you know, if we go into the new se- and oh, we absolutely will because the new season starts in like six weeks. Um, and maybe we'll mix some of these in during the season if that season is terrible. We might just do some of this to kind of cleanse the palate. Maybe we'll push it. We'll see. Yep. See if you keep watching both or if you, you pause watching while the U S is on during football season too. So. Yeah, I think um, probably in between seasons in the winter, I'll, I'll try and do one. Um, do you, do you want to try to do season two before we have 45 starts? Yep. That sounds good. All right. Well, we'll have the merge episode coming at some point, and then the season two re- end of season recap at least. And then if anything happens that Jared deems necessary, we'll just jump on the mic and bang it out. We'll have at least those two coming in the next few weeks, and then we've got Survivor Forty Five coming with longer episodes, and we'll see if it sucks or if it's good again. Who knows? Who knows, Jared? That's the fun. That's the fun. That's the fun. That's the chance. All right. Well, as always, usual spiel, Twitter, Instagram, not going to call it X because that's just really stupid. It's it's still Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, talk to Llama Pod on Instagram at Llama Talk Pod on Twitter and Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Actually, not Stitcher. Stitcher is going away soon um, in like a few weeks, I think. Sad days. Uh, Spotify, Apple, that's too many ones anyway. But anywhere, anywhere you listen, you can find us. For Jared Sunday, this is Matt Hambage. I don't have a fun Australian sign off. So I'll just say goodbye till next time.